this show is not for the easily offended. So if you are easily offended, go listen to something else. I'm your host, Derek Coward. Comic Book Noise can be found at comicbooknoise.com as part of the Deliberate Noise Network. For more details, please go to deliberatenoise.com. If you'd like to send feedback, you can email me. My email address is Derek, that's D-E-R-E-K, at comicbooknoise.com, or you can call the audio comment line at 734-331-0772. You know, it's really weird. If I don't say that fast, I cannot remember that number. Anyway, what do I usually say after this? If you, uh, I can't remember. Anyway, um, I am going to talk very quickly. Oh, yeah. Patreon. Patreon. (laughs) Okay, you know what? I had to pause for a quick second, and then I came back and I talked for like about five minutes before I realized that I hadn't started, um, the, uh, the, the, the thing, the, um, recording. Anyway, I'd like to thank, uh, the Patreon patrons, um, Dave Slusher of the Evil Genius Chronicles, Bruce Rosenberger, Edmore Jr., Vicious Smith, Rick, Ken Kennedy, Chris, Dave Levine, Frankie DeJesus, and Sean Crump. Thank all of you for your uh, contributions each month. And I'd also like to thank um, Mike Myers for his uh, ongoing financial uh, contributions to the show. He uh, is the host, in case you did not know, but I'm pretty sure you do. He's the host of uh, Geek no, Geek Noise, <laughs> Geek Brunch, uh, DC Noise, and DC Spotlight. Um, DC Noise is... Uh, the, the three hosts sit around talking about a bunch of stuff, and eventually I think they get around to talking about DC Comics. Uh, DC Spotlight is um, Mike and Kyle, uh, Kyle Miner, I believe, and they talk about individual issues and series. They get more into the actual comic books themselves, and um, the latest episode was about uh hawkman and tales of green lantern core and he also does one called mike m's weekly reads on the geek brunch feed i think he might have somebody else talk to him on that one anyway um check out mike's shows you can go to dc noise podcast.com and geekbrunchpodcast.com uh but right now this is comic book noise and i'm about to talk very briefly about legacy of mandrake the magician this is from uh red five comics now i have actually been a um a fan of the stuff that red five comics has been doing since they came out you know since um atomic robo and uh it was a midnight that was another one um had like dinosaurs in it um but um with all of the different changes that have been going on in my life um 
I I sort of have gotten away from um, Red Five Comics, even though I've always liked what I've seen from them. I really have not read anything from Red Five in years. Um, I'm still on their mailing list. Um, so when I saw a uh, a um, solicitation for man for Legacy of Mandrake the Magician. I was interested because I've always liked Mandrake the Magician um, from the comic strips as well as being part of the the Defenders of Earth. Um, I can't remember who used to make those cartoons, but it was um, Mandrake the Magician, the Phantom, Flash Gordon, and possibly someone else who I'm drawing a blank on. Or it might have just been those three. I can't remember. Anyway, I've always liked Mandrake and Lothar. Um... And so when I saw that they had a book called Legacy of Mandrake the Magician, I was at least interested because, you know, Mandrake the Magician got me in there. And then I looked and I was like, this is not him, but this is a, uh, if you were to think of how to update a lot of those classic characters for a modern age, excuse me. This is probably the way you would do it um, so that you could simultaneously bring in new readers as well as show um, old readers that this is not the same character. Don't expect for it to be the same character and quit your whining, you know, before you even start it. Um, The original Mandrake was a, uh, I guess he was sort of like Zatanna where he was a stage magician uh, stage magician who was actually using real magic. Um and of course he got sidetracked with uh like saving the planet time and time again. Um but uh this one is a teenage girl uh Latina I believe um who uh, her mother was friends with um, Mandrake and Lothar, and uh, she apparently had the mother has Mandrake's old house. And so, when the young girl was looking around, she found a bunch of stuff, including a magic mirror, where there's this uh, this entity who's trying to help her um, uh, utilize magic. And uh, she is like a stage magician for her high school who actually uses real magic. Um, And her best friend is Lothar's son. And so far we've seen Lothar. We've seen his son. Uh, We have not seen Mandrake. So I'm reading this this issue, uh, issue number one. Um, it's written by Erica Schultz, and artwork is by Diego. Hmm, that's odd. Uh, uh, Diego Garibaldi. All right. Um, uh, Erica Schultz did the script. Uh, Diego Garibaldi does art and character design. Uh, Ramon Bunge does the color. Ludwig Olemba did the color did the color flats. JP Massa did the uh, backgrounds. Amelia Vidal did the cover. And I just want to go 
Let me just say this right now. This cover is actually really cool. Um, it makes me think a lot of the um, the uh, the oh uh, Shinobi uh, Ninja Princess from uh, Martheus and Jade uh, Jade Janet uh, Wade. Um, it's sort of that kind of. It looks like that very. Um, I don't know, very clean look. I really liked it. Um, I just want to point that out. Uh, Martin Casanova did the lettering, and Mateus uh, Tamarchi is the editor. Okay, the artwork—it's it, really weird because the 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 cover, like I said, is is really cool, very clean, and it looks like a much more simplistic art style than is actually inside the book, you know, I mean, and it's, it's not say that the inside is, is jumbled, because it's not, it's, and it's not to say that the, uh, the cover by, uh, Emilia Vidal is plain, because it's not, they're just two very different art styles, it's like if you were to look at, um, uh, Stefan Rue's work on the cover, but then on the inside, you get, uh, oh, God, who is this like? Um, I'm not even sure who, who what uh, big, big name I could describe it as. But this is really good artwork. I am, I am now a fan of Diego Garibaldi. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to more of his work. It's really good. Uh, maybe Michael Janin. Anyway, um, so the it, it starts off with the character uh, Mandragora Constanza Teraldo Paz, but you can call me Mandrake the Magician. Um, I read that, and then I saw that you could read the Legacy of Mandrake the Magician number zero for free on uh, Comixology, and I said, like, oh, yeah, I might read that. So I start reading the page, and I realize, okay, these characters are already familiar with one another all right the setting is already familiar and then they got to one part where they mentioned a character um and it was like towards the end but anyway, I, I read this whole book i know i did not read the whole book i read like half the book uh and then i realized you know what they mentioned um where did mention it at? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got like past the first um, scene, which was action. Then it's then it started mentioning about uh, how a character had left town, right? And then it said, "See, legacy of magic, the magician number zero. So I said, "All right, I'm gonna stop." I put the book down, and I went on to Comicsology. Luckily, I already had an account. For those people who don't have an account, that's going to really piss them off. But anyway, I got an account. I mean, I had my account. I logged in. I downloaded the book. And I read Mandrake, Legacy of Mandrake the Magician, number zero. And it was really good. It filled in. It, it told a complete story in it. Um, the artwork was not done by Diego Garibaldi. However, it was done by Lucas Romero. Um, it's similar, but I I definitely prefer Garibaldi's work. Anyway, so I'm 
looking and I'm reading and I'm enjoying the story for Zero. And when I get done, I'm pissed. <laughs> Simply because of one really huge fact. Number one, I don't like Zero issues. And I don't like Zero issues for this big, huge fact, right? This should have been, the story for this should have been the story that was issue number one. Now, maybe between issue number one, between issue zero and number one, they decided, hey, we're going to switch artists. And that's why they went this way. I don't know. All I know is that it it pissed me off because let's say I did not have uh, a, um, a comiXology account. Or let's just say that I did not have, you know, any kind of accounts. You know, in the, let's say I'm, I'm not online at all and I just read... Um, physical physical books and there's no way i would have gotten this that part of the story okay like i said it, it it's it sort of ticked me off because what was mentioned as sort of a throwaway line in number one which i suppose was to get you to read zero um sort of buries the lead because if you read zero there's so much going on that the reader knows that the character does not okay and to me that that just does a disservice to the story itself so i don't know why they were, why they decided to go with a zero issue but i will admit that i was pretty pissed because zero issues are if you're gonna have a zero issue it should be like a prologue okay and let's face it prologues in most books are worthless not even really needed but they're there probably usually to fill a word count um but anyway so i read part of one then i read zero then i reread that part of one and read the whole issue and i really enjoyed it i i thought that i i like this character right um although you can pretty much boil up her situation and with the uh with the, the the a quote from a story they have on the back which is having powers is great but i don't always get it right the first time what's the use in having powers if they don't work right um you have a teenager with magical abilities um with no one to teach her except a spirit in a mirror uh you're gonna run into you're gonna have some growing pains um now Lothar's son LJ, he uh, is. Um, oh, what did I call her? I'm just about to call her Mandrake, but that's really not her name. Uh, la, 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 la. Mandy. There you go. Mandy. Mandy Paz. Um, they've grown up together. They're 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 best friends. Um, <laughs> If you start reading number one, which you really shouldn't, you should read zero first. Um, they're relaxed each with each other. They're like a almost like a superhero group, you know, a team. They're they're a team already, a duo. That's what I was looking for. But in uh, zero, you find out that he doesn't know she has magical powers, and she doesn't know that he has his superpowers. And they they learn about it the same, you know, at the same time. Then they become 
a duo, like I said. Now, it's really weird because this doesn't maybe uh, you know maybe I don't read the same type of uh, of comic books this is like based um, the, the target audience for I suppose because this you know a lot of times when you have teenagers um, in books they all seem to pretty much uh, follow the um, the Stanley Spider Man. Uh, template, you know, there's a, um, usually some, they're usually an outcast for some reason or another, and they, uh, they're, all of the, the, the things that cause teenage angst are, like, amplified with, also with the fact that they have to, um, keep their, their, their identity secret from everybody around them, you know, I mean, let's face it, uh, Spider-Man begat uh, Nova, who begat uh, Static, <laughs> you know, it's just, just like on and on. I mean, that's just how it has been since, what, 1963. This one is a little different in that she doesn't have a lot of friends because, of course, she's new to town. And of course, there's a um, a group of uh, mean girls who don't like her. Um, but it 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 seems sort of different. Maybe it's because this is a a woman writing a teenage girl instead of a, a middle aged man <laughs> writing a teenage girl. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm sort of thinking of uh, Star Girl, which I actually have the collection. Of, of uh what stars and stripes um which i need to get back to reading um but it i don't know it just it just seems different there are certain things that um i don't know a guy such as myself included would just think okay this this is no big deal but for a girl it's just like different you know i'm I'm not saying that it's you know being uh overly dramatic and i'm not saying that at all it's just that you know i'm I'm getting close to AARP age, so I see things a lot differently uh, than I did even when I started this podcast, when I was a middle-aged man when I started this podcast. But um, I really enjoy this this book. Um, I'm looking forward to more. Hopefully they don't do um, dumb shit like, in, like a zero issue. You know, because I think that's what pissed me off. A zero issue should be a prologue. It's sort of like when... Um, the Teen Titans did uh, the Judas contract, but the last part of the story was in an annual. Okay, this was at um, this was during a time uh where a lot of people were the uh, Judas contract was being done at a point in time where a lot of people were still getting their books from uh, newsstands. Okay, and newsstands didn't always pick up annuals okay so you could be reading a book a book a book a book a book and then you know maybe three four months later you find out oh there was an annual you know and so with uh judas contract i do remember a bunch of friends of mine who did not have access to uh, comics kingdom um 
they had to actually go hunting for uh, the conclusion to that story, which was, I believe, the introduction of the uh, the vigilante. But anyway, so yeah, I like telling stories in a particular um, series. You know, uh, it's one of the, the the big reasons why I don't like um, multi part stories amongst you know that are divided between different uh titles because if you're not reading the other titles then you're screwed you know um everybody wants to go back to sort of being like superman with the um with the golden numbering where it was cut up between um superman action comics man of tomorrow and maybe there was another one Man of Steel, you know, but there was a a a, a button on the, each cover that said, "Okay, this is one, this is two, this is three, this is four, so on." So you know, okay, wait a minute, you know, I I missed one from Man of Tomorrow. I have to go find that one, you know. But if it was a, a, a an ongoing story, then you know you were kind of screwed, you know. Anyway, uh, and a lot of people do that. I don't really like it, but hey. They don't ask me my opinion on things. Um, yeah, so if you if you get an opportunity, even if you have no intentions on getting um, Legacy of Mandrake the Magician number one, at least, and you have a um, a Comicsology or a, or an Amazon account, then go ahead on Comicsology, check out the Zero issue. It may just get you um, interested. Just realize that the art style does change. Um, Oh, there's one thing I I, I, I kind of... It's weird because I didn't like it, um, but I understand why it's done. Um, okay. I'm trying to do this with as little spoilers as possible, okay? At the end, Mandy does a, a spell which is in Latin and they um, they translate the Latin for you so you know that this spell is not as uh, let's say innocent as she thinks it is um, which gives you a sort of uh, a sense of uh, malevolency that come from the, the from um where from the origin of that spell and i i sort of did like that i think they just should have had the spell being um told and then maybe later on explain exactly what the latin was um but at the same time i've also been reading a lot of legion of superheroes where they'll have like a whole page of interlac you know, and I keep saying, yeah, I'm going to go back and, and translate it because I actually have the Interlac alphabet, you know, on my phone. Yeah, I'm a geek. I realize that. Right. Um, but it's just like, oh, this is a pain in the ass. You know, well, I should have to look up something. And then I realized as I was um, thinking, man, you know, maybe they shouldn't have uh, translated this Latin. I was thinking, but then people would have to look it up to see what it really meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a pain in the ass. So, I mean, it's, it's something I am slightly, 
torn on. I can understand why they did it. At the same time, I can understand why they wouldn't want to do it. And either way, it doesn't matter because it, it, it worked for the story. Especially when you, if you read Zero and you read One, the endings are very similar in that the reader knows more than the actual characters. You know. Anyway, so yeah, if you get a chance, read it. Um, read at least Zero. I think Zero may may entice you, which is what Zero issues should do. Um, they shouldn't give you know major plot points away, but shit, you know who gives who, who cares anyway. Just read it. If you get a chance to pick up number one, I I recommend it. Um, I'm probably gonna start reading more Red Five comics as they they. I can't think, I think maybe I've had one bad experience with them, and I think it may just have been more of like where I was personally in my time, but uh, who cares, this is a story for another day, right now I'm done making a lot of noise, a lot of comic book noise, thank you. Oh, my God.